and welcome back to Filling the Table Podcast. This is T-Roy with my co-host P-Roy. We're happy to be here today. And we're live, baby. We're in like a little winter wonderland. Roads are icy. Cities like shut down. People don't know what to do when it's a little cold outside. Yeah, man. Couldn't get co- couldn't get our little like podcast morning coffee anywhere. It's really funny how the whole world around here shuts down entirely for a little bit of cold weather. Yeah. You couldn't go to there nothing was open. I'm talking every store was closed. If we went I had to get the dog room today, closed. Went to get coffee, everywhere was closed. Gas stations were open, Rouse's was open, but other than that, you're not getting anywhere. You're not getting anything done today. Yeah, it's goofy because, like, me living in Washington, like, way up north a couple years ago for a couple years, you really see how stupid that seems, that, like, everything shut down. Yeah, when there's you're surrounded no by it. Over there, there's, like, no excuse. It's kind of, It's got to be bad. There's well, got to be, like... They take different preparations, though. Like, they have different, si- like, kinds of tires. Like you were saying, they have to have chains in some areas. Oh, Lord, here we go. They got the infrastructure for it. Yeah. They got, like, the trucks on standby, like, the night before to go, like, dump the sand and salt mixture and to, like, plow it if they need to plow it. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of people around that area have, like, four-wheelers with the attachment on the front to, like, do it themselves. Snowmobiles. Yeah. A lot of different all-terrain vehicles. Yeah. We're just just southern folk around here, so we're just very unprepared. So it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Because... You look at us during the Cat Five hurricane, and everybody's like, "Woo, it's a party!" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Okay, well, you can't, you can't be on the total flip side. This isn't any more dangerous. This is way less dangerous. You might lose power, you might lose heat, but at the same time, you're not taking a storm. It's just the after effects of a hurricane that you would experience, mm-hmm. and it's chilly. Mm-hmm. So, but if anything, that's good. Go put your food outside. Yeah, it won't get, it won't go bad. No, I'm just saying, put in the no. shade somewhere outside. It will stay cold. No. Oh, I got a guest. They're having my Jeep. I remember having my Jeep in Washington, dude. The first time it like snowed with like four wheel drive. I was like a like a little kid at Christmas when I was like, all right, like I'm going I'm going outside. I could only imagine in my truck with the four wheel drive how that would be. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. It's so fun, dude, especially when you're not used to it and you never been around it. I remember the first time I kinda like uh like spun out in the snow. It's like, dude, this is crazy. This is crazy. You're just slipping and sliding. Mm-hmm. The dogs went outside this morning, and I've got some plywood down right now to cover some muddy areas. And Chief, like, ran across it, bro, and was going to go to the grass, and he hit that, and, like, he locked his legs all out because he just started sliding across it. And, mm-hmm. like, he for the rest of his little bathroom break, he walked around the yard real cautiously, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what's going on. This is really weird. Because mm-hmm. the grass was, salt, like, crispy. This uh-huh. morning, golf would have been perfect. Yeah, it'd been like hitting off of a tee. Off a tee, yeah, all day. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I've been, I've been having the golf itch. Golf itches sure. are a real thing. You gotta scratch it, I think. Yeah, yeah. You if you guys don't know, it. if you don't play golf, it's it sounds stupid, but it's so addicting. I always tell people when they're trying to get into golf that just be careful because it's it's yeah. definitely like I would compare it to like gambling. How you might lose like your first four bets and you might lose like 50 bucks, but like you hit one and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. I'm coming back. You could have eight, like 17 bad holes, but your last hole, you will just like drill a drive 
like straight down the middle of the fairway, and that's the type of stuff that will keep you coming back, even oh, if you yeah. had a terrible day. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. It just takes one. It takes one. It just takes one to be like, yep, I can figure this stuff yeah. out. Yeah. I just need to replicate that one swing every time, and I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But Lord knows it's not that easy. Yeah. And then coming from somebody who plays baseball, it's like, okay, I can hit this, you know, this white ball that's coming at me at ninety plus miles an hour, with that's moving, with spin, and they're trying to throw it by me, mm-hmm. and I can hit that. Yeah. But then a little <laughs> golf ball just sitting on the ground, it's like I can't do anything with it. Yeah. I cannot control it. I can't hit it where I want it. It slices. It it fades. It, it you know, it does exactly what I don't want it to do. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. It's just oh, it's a lot of focus. But it's super focus. But it's super fun because it's like a getaway from, you know, it's like a, a break mm-hmm. of life, if you want to call it. Yeah. You, know, you get away for four hours. I'm super competitive, so I like the competition side of it. Where it's like going head to head with one of your buddies. Mm-hmm. That's always real fun. You, you get a little bit of time. everything because you get like the outdoors, like being outside. You're not on your phone. You're not worried about you know whatever you got going on, unless it's bad and it's kind of just on heavy on your mind. Yeah, but like you get that competitiveness if you're good and you're not like hitting the ball everywhere. It's it's kind of perfect in a way. It's like it's like meditating. It's like, it's like meditating, competing. And I hope heaven's like, like a golf exercise. Course. Yeah. I'll play golf for the rest of eternity. That sounds yeah. pretty nice. And you're not going to be gassed by the end of it. No. It's because you could do it again. A lot of people will play like back to back. And that, that takes like a whole day. Think about it. And you still won't be like juiced. No, some people really play 36 holes in one day. I don't know how they yeah. do it. I can't do I could it. do it. I can't. It's too, I'm by the end of 18. And you know me, I swing way too hard. Yeah. So like, I exhaust the shit out of my body. By the end of it, I'm kind of sore and like I pull something and I'm like, oh, God. Your obliques are probably tight. Yeah. Need to take a break. I'm not, playing 18. I'm not playing another 18 after I finish. Yeah. He just it's likes to do that shit. Brought to you by, uh, fueled, fueled by Alani New, Breezeberry. Not sponsored, but fueled by. Tropicicle. Tropicicle. Breezeberry. Very good. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I've been... I don't want to say, I don't want to sound like sad or like life's been bad, but I I have like the sensation that my life is not like, it's kind of like in shambles in a way, you know? Yeah. And like we talked just like one-on-one yesterday outside of the pod. And we've talked before about like auditing your life and kind of like, okay, if things aren't how going how you want to go and things aren't like how you want them to be at the moment, like sitting down with yourself and being like, okay, like auditing everything. Like, what did I eat? What did I do? What did I not do like this day? And then kind of going from there and like figuring it out. And like, I didn't even sleep last night. This line is definitely like necessary right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like juiced a little bit, but I'm good. The, the way that like my life's good. I'm not trying to complain, but like the way there's certain things that I've been doing. And haven't been doing. And it's like obvious in a way. And it's weird that I had to like sit down and like talk to myself about it. But it's like very fixable. And like now kind of like auditing myself last night. And then seeing like, damn, dude, that's so obvious. That's so obvious. That's so easy to see. And like about to implement these things. And I know it's going to work. But it's kind of it's kind of humbling to see how quickly you can kind of like be, be your worst enemy sometimes, or be like, like when you stumble on something, 
like a lot of times it's just you, how easily it could just be you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, I haven't been going to the gym. You know what I mean? And like, you know, you probably see it because you're around me more than anyone. Yeah. Like the difference between me, like dialed and like, nah, like I got to go to the gym. When you got that dog in you versus yeah. when you don't. Yeah. And like, I know what you mean. And it's weird, bro, because this year it's been like, not, not alone, but like a lonely feeling of like being out of the military, having to kind of like, uh, navigate certain, like just making major life changes, being like, you know what I mean? And not, not to talk about like breakups and like getting out of the military. Cause I feel like I talk about that a lot, but like, it's, it's given me like a lonely sensation. But just like learning a new career. Yeah. Like, and then going from where you were at to where you're at now and then having a home to not having like a home base. And then yeah. there's a lot of change. It's, it's crazy, bro. And like the, I've been in a relationship for a while for like four months now and it was good. It's still good. But like, um, she's going to hear this and like, with all due respect, like I've gotten complacent and it's not a bad thing because I need, I definitely needed somebody to, I, I don't want to say needed, but like, well, we always need somebody in yeah, our life. Yeah. Like it helped. Life is, we're designed to have a partner. Yeah. So, like, we do need a partner. Yeah. It's not needed. It's we need. Yeah. Like, currently, past, future, present, all of the above. You need a partner. But there's also a side of it. And you see a lot of people, and I'm, I'm not saying you, but like, how many people you know get married and get like chunky? Yeah. yeah. And like, that's an exact example of what you're talking about. Yeah. And like, your uncles and aunts have done it. Mine have. Yeah. Okay, you our know, parents, who, everybody. our parents, everybody we know is our friends, it. dude. Our friends, yeah. when they get married, you get complacent because it's like I don't have to impress. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm with this person for forever, so I don't have to worry about impressing anybody else. So like, your wife will put on fifty pounds, and it's like, damn, this isn't the woman I married. Yeah. But a lot of times that happens, and like, I'm not. I feel like it happens more with the guy than the girl. I feel like women will keep their bodies in shape because that's something that women care more about than a guy does, and men will just. You know, drink a 10, you know, 10, 12 mm -hmm. beers every night. That puts on weight on you, boy. Yeah. Like, you come home and drink a couple of brewskis every night, you're going to gain some weight pretty quick. So, and like, for me, I've been kind of in, like, a, like, a, all right, I got to do something. Or I, I need to go, like, most of the year has been, like, in, like, a grind, like, okay, like, like, a, like you said, like, I've lost, like, that dog aspect of, like, my mental, you know what I mean? And I want to be able to like maintain that while still being like happy in a relationship. So a lot of times and like, I think you can almost correlate something like that with like, I feel like when you go through that honeymoon phase with somebody and like you're in that happy stage where everything's perfect, it's easy to get complacent. Yeah. And it's easy to get very like content with the situation because everything's good. There's no problems, right? And it's like everything's perfect. So it's easy to get complacent. And so, like you said, there but there's a balance of like being good while also not being complacent with like cuz you can't if if a relationship's the only thing that's keeping you from being complacent, then like you have you have to be deeper than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can, and like not calling you shallow or anything, but like Saying like you have to, you have to think deeper than that. It's not about like impressing anybody else. It's still about you, and like you have to do it for yourself. Because even though you have a partner, like it's still for you. It's not for the world. It's for yeah. yourself at the end of the day, and that's where it's like our brains don't co always correlate those things though, and that's where it takes repetition. And like that's why it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of discipline to be able to 
be consistent in the gym, even when you are in a relationship or be consistent in the workplace and have that grind in you where it's like you're still getting up early and you're coming home late and like you're not worried about the outside, you know, forces. But I think also that's where having the right partner comes into play. And like, I think that when you have the right partner, like I, your girl, I love her, bro. She, I feel like she's exactly what we describe as like the ideal female. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like for what we would look for in a girl. So it's like, it's easy to get satisfied whenever you're getting those things sent your way, but you have to be able to keep that drive going and not, and when you've got someone that's super supportive and someone that's like in your corner per se, it's easy mm-hmm. to like say, okay, get up at five thirty and be out the house by six and then be home by like, and be home at six thirty or seven. Mm-hmm. Because when your partner's in your corner like that, they don't mind that. They don't mind that grind lifestyle. They understand that what comes with the the cost of like being a high value guy. Because mm-hmm. you can't be high value if you're not putting your time and effort into something. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. Is you have to put your time and effort into something in order for yourself to increase value there. It's just the name of the game. So, and I think some girls get it. I think your girl gets it. I think the majority of females do get it. I think it's kind of just like a... But there's always, you know, the... The crowd that doesn't get that yeah that that gets you know bored quote unquote where like they can't just hang out at the house by themselves because they get frustrated with the fact that you're going all day which isn't okay and i think and you like, see it's kind of like a stereotype but you see a lot of girls where they'll fall for a guy because of like what they do and the things they do right but then like later on they are like why don't you spend more time with me why don't you do this why don't you do that and then, like, they kind of want you to change, but then, you know, that's why they fell in love with you in the first place. Exactly. So why, you know? Then you always see, like, oh, they left me because I tried to change for them, but then, like, they fell out of love or whatever. And then I'm saying, like, you told me to tell uh, you. I'm trying. That's so why I was doing uh, this. I was, trying to, I was like, I don't know why you're that. tapping me, but I'm not going to help you like, without saying it out loud. But you told me the other day to help you whenever you start saying it a lot. Yeah, quick sidebar. You guys might not notice it. Probably do, because I do. I say like way too much, and I've been trying to make a conscious effort to do it, but it's such a learned thing. It's such like a habit. habit. And like, you can say it, like I just did, but you can say it, and it's not weird, but using it as like a filler is... But like using it as a filler? Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you yeah. mean. It's just yeah. increasing if, increasing your vocabulary, expand, yeah. expanding it. And it's one of those things, like, I told Trent the other day, like, dude, to, like, pinch me. Because it's it's so ingrained in my head. And it kind of drives me crazy in a way because I notice it. But then I'll not, you know? Yeah. Don't get too far off of our original. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't want to. I just was trying to to help I was confused while you were tapping my foot. I was like, I was like, like, do you want me to not say what I'm saying right now? Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as you started, you, cause you kept saying it, I was like, ah, yeah. See, I just did it. I'm bad about it too, bro. I'm really bad about it too. What did I tell you? I was like, make me do pushups or like, tell me and do pushups. Yeah. Yeah. Get shredded and then learn how to not say. So what were we, we, what were, where were we at? So talking about for me. I think, yeah, I, I was about to say that when, so I think for me this year has been pretty, I've been kind of hard on myself a lot of this year 
And it's been a lot of like, not to sound sad, but like pretty lonely in a way. And like the girl I've been with for the past three or four months has been like a breath of fresh air. And I think just before um, like getting too complacent, I've kind of realized, okay, I need to start making changes before I start getting too complacent. And I kind of like lose that dog in me, you know? And it's not her fault. I don't think it's her fault because she's being a really good like girlfriend. So it's not anything she's doing. But what I think whenever you, when you're in like a, I don't want to say vulnerable state, but when you're in a state of like looking for like comfort, you're looking for somebody to like confide in, like a partner, friend or whatever, it's easy to kind of like depend on them too much or to kind of, because, like, before her, bro, I was in the gym every single day, all the time. It's important to put yourself first still when you're in a relationship. Yeah. And when you're both putting yourself first in your relationship and y'all are meshing still, because at the end of the day, like, my girl's got to be the priority of her life. That's why she's at in school in four hours away. It's what it is. Me, I've got to be the priority of my life. I'm not moving my business to her because of this is where we get our business at, mm-hmm. South Louisiana. So, like, I'm not moving it. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. Now, do we still mesh with that? Yeah. So, it doesn't conflict our relationship. So, there's no problem there, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that, and that's why I say it, you still have to prioritize you. Yeah. You still have to be focused on, like, this is my goals. These are where I'm headed. And I need, you, you have to find partners that support your goals. And this doesn't have anything to do with you. It's just in general. Mm -hmm. You have to find partners that support your goals in order for that relationship to long-term have success. Because if you're trading those uncomfortable short-term conversations about the future, you're trading that for long-term dysfunction. And that's never going to work out to your benefit. Mm -hmm. Ever. Ever. The uncomfortable conversations that you don't have lead to long-term dysfunction. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. So... And I think that's why communication is so important in moments yeah. like this. And that's why you have to be able to communicate with your partner in a, a normal tone. And like the everyday, they go back, be able to go back and forth with somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, and I also think that, so for me, to kind of give you like a perspective on it, you say like you're, you feel lonely. If I'm being honest with you, bro, I had the most friends when I was at my lowest points. And I think that that has says a lot like, and I'm not shitting on those friends. Cause I still have a lot of those friends around me to this day, whether it's through, you know, friends of friends or whether it's through like groups or text message groups or just whatever it might be, you know, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still associated with those people. But the, the times in my life where I had the most amount of people around me were the times where I was doing the least. What do you mean doing the least? Like, I'm doing the least as far as progression for T-Roy. I'm not doing things for me. I'm doing things for us. That's when I've had the least amount of friends around me. Where it was just me, me, me. And like, Mm -hmm. you look, you know what I'm saying? You look around you and it's just like, oh shit. The only guys around me are the employees I'm paying. Mm -hmm. And like, that's it. Because here's the thing is nobody wants to grind with you whenever you're, like when you're lonely like that, I feel like God separates us from the crowd so that he can help us grow 
without interruption. No, hundred percent. And there's a like the teacher when you take a test, yes, your teacher isn't te- talking. Isn't talking. No, yeah. it's quiet. It's quiet during the test. Yeah, the teacher's not talking during the test. So like, there's a there's a, I started the company when I turned twenty five. Like a couple like a couple weeks after my twenty fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be 28. I can tell you my the loneliest three years of my life have been the last three years when I was in my pure growth season because it, people knew if they were coming around me that it was going to be work. Mm-hmm. People knew that if, honestly, I've gotten, the, I used to get invited every weekend to go somewhere. I haven't been invited by some of these people that I used to hang out with on a regular basis in years. Yeah. Because they, and you know what the excuse is? Oh, I just figured you were too busy with work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, an invite still would have been nice. Like I might have been too busy with work because I do grind a lot, but like it doesn't change the fact that you didn't send me an invite. Yeah. Like let me go check the mailbox. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe you sent it. Maybe you sent it in the mail. So, yeah. I think that that's part of like the growth season that we're going through. Is and you just have to kind of learn to accept that side of it that it there it is lonely whenever you're in the process of progression and mm-hmm. the route of progression isn't straight like this no hell you know no. what i mean there's yeah. so many you might be here there's like our pie chart is gonna be there's moments where we've been lower than where we started yeah but you know as long as you're like but, upward trending but, but the long term is where we're on an upward trajectory yeah and so the reality of it is man is like yeah there are gonna be lows but you have to stick those out in order to see the highs yeah. Because if you quit whenever it's low, or if you give up whenever you're at your lows, you the you then like long term, what's the what do you get if you stick it out? The same result as quitting, right? Mm-hmm. So why not just stick it out? Yeah. Like at least you have a 50-50 chance, even if it's late. It might be a 90-10, it might be 99 to 1. Mm-hmm. But at least it's not a hundred to zero. Yeah. Because if you quit, you got a hundred percent chance of failure. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's really what like failure is in a way. It's growth. And I don't I don't think we've ever experienced like true success, like long term, like long term, long term. No. But I think that we're starting to see it with like the little things that we do, right? Like me with fitness. Like I'm not I will never have my physique to where like I'll look like I'm juiced out, you know. But like I've seen when I take like a month off or take months off. And even with coaching, right? How we've seen that when like persistent, persistent, persistent effort, persistent working on this, working on that, how some days we'll be, we'll take like 20 steps backwards, but then weeks, months down the line, it's still like an upward trajectory of like getting better. Yeah. You know? You all right? Yeah. I'm just got to get situated. My pants are kind of riding up on me. All right. And I think when you start to look at certain things like that, you see, okay, well, like, why wouldn't this work long-term? And, like, talking to myself last night, it, it wasn't just about, like, the gym, my girlfriend. It was more about, like, how I'm spending my time. It was about, even though, like, life's hectic between having to kind of bounce from, like, place to place where I'm staying with the situation with my grandparents and, like, my grandpa's in a nursing home now and having to, like, navigate how to kind of still not, not that I'm taking care of everyone like day by day, but to still like be there for my family, how to balance like my work life, my fitness and 
to kind of like keep a social slash like uh like romantic life so in I think order. That's, not to cut you off, but I think that's part of the twenties. Like I think that's oh, yeah. part of the struggle in like the late twenties of like figuring out who you want to be as an adult. Yeah. Because like in your lower twenties, you kind of are in this mixed stage where like some people are adulting and getting married at like 22, 23. And, but like the majority of people, the majority of people aren't though. So you're in like this mixed stage where it's like, okay, things are, I can still kind of be a kid. Cause I'll tell you this. I didn't grow up until I was 25. When I started the company is when I took my first step into like actual adulthood up until before then I wasn't doing anything that I would say made me an adult, mm-hmm. you know, like put me in that realm. But as soon as I started my company and started working with other, you know, professionals in the industry and working with people who were older than me and kind of getting into that world, I would say I took my first big steps, like the first two years, like 25, 26. And now here we are at like, like I'm 27 now about to be 28 and we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. And that's like what a lot of people don't understand is like, cause our little kids, they had, I think it was, um, a third baseman's older sister who brings him to practice. Uh, I tell all the parents, I'm like, y'all be careful on the roads. And she looked at me and goes, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, I'm old. Yeah. I'm officially old. Because, like, she's a high schooler, probably about to graduate, and she's calling me a sir. And that's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's not a fun feeling. No. I don't think I'm that old. And we talked about it, like, last year, but, like, the parents on our team, they're, what, like, mid-40s, maybe 50 at the oldest? Yeah. We're... I think they expect us to call them by their names versus like miss or like sir, ma'am. Cause we're, we're not closer to their age really, but we're closer to the kids, but still in a way we're like, they see us as adults and it's, I know we're closer to 30, but it's still weird to be, um, to be called like sir by like a teenager or even though we're trained to do that, it's I, weird to get called that. I guess cause I have little siblings. It doesn't, that's not so weird to me. Cause like, they don't call you sir, though. No, I know, but it doesn't, even, like, coaching, when I coached, like, the older one of my little brothers, mm-hmm. coaching him, like, all, yeah. I was, like, 20, and these kids are calling you a sir. That's and so true. it's, like, you just get around their friends, and they're, like, yes, sir, and it's, like, you get exposed to that a little bit earlier. It's kind of, hum- I wouldn't say humbling, but it's, it's strange to whenever a kid will be, like, yes, sir, yes, sir, and, like, mean it. It's, like, okay, damn, I'm, like, really an adult. You know? Well, and I feel like that's about how you present yourself. Yeah. And we do. That's the thing. is like we do present ourselves That's why like the that. parents treat us like that. Because we don't come up. We don't act like children. No, hell no. Because I know kids our age who act like children. That's why I say kids. Like, I wouldn't call us kids, quote unquote. No. Even some, though some adults some people might, would. Some might, people would. might try to call you a kid. Yeah, some people will. But. And I think it's just like a flex. If somebody calls us a kid at this point, it's kind of like. Insecurity. I feel like they probably have childish tendencies and they're more just projecting. Yeah. But that's, that's a whole different, you know, that's yeah. a whole different perspective and story for another day. Like gatekeeping in a way. Yeah. Kind of. Cause I've had plenty of people, especially like other coaches and stuff who have like tried to like, I don't even know what you would call that. I'm sure there's a word for it. Like lowball me in a way. Yeah. Like make me try and like, like make me feel small. What's a word for that? Just belittle. Belittle. That's yeah. a, that's it. Try and, like, belittle me like a child. I, I I take a lot of pride in, like, my mental. And, like, when people try to throw shots, just, like, assume that they have a problem. Like, if somebody tries to belittle me like that, 
I will instantly feel bad for you because you're just projecting on me. Like if you have you to, are really good about that. Like if, if a just fi- being like, are you okay? Yeah. Like yeah. you're really good about if, that. If a 50 year old man walked in this room right now and was like, I'm an adult or like basically try to make me feel like a kid. Little you. I will, in my head, I'm like, dude, you really don't feel confident. Like, being like something's an adult. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're really secure about being an adult or being in like a position, then you're not going to feel the need to put other people down. You know what I mean? So I'm a firm believer in like, and I know this doesn't always like correlate with how the world works today, but I'm a firm believer that if if you can't stand your ground with somebody one-on-one, you probably shouldn't talk to them like that. And that you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's very few people in this world. Like I'll go head to head with you and you might be twice my size, but you're like family to me. We're you're as close as to getting as family as I can get without being blood. And so I look at that a little different. But some random people, mm-hmm. like we might butt heads, but they're my thing is is that like I'm not I'm not about to like get in somebody's face if if I know better than even if I am wrong or even if I am right. If somebody's 280 in front of me, you think I'm going to go and like say something? No. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just logic to me. And so I stand by that. If you can't defend your turf when it comes to that, you probably should keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And I know that's like a goofy standpoint to have to some people, but I mean, it is what it is. Cause a lot of people won't, this is also, we live in the Southern territory where it's like, you go to Texas, bro. And you can one-on-one square up. If you go, you know, you can go yeah. talk to a cop. Say, hey, we're about to fight. Me and a one-on-one. I forgot what that's called. I forgot what it's called, too. But yeah. it's a legitimate thing. You can just go f- f- deuce it out. You have to, cl- you have to like, both agree to I forget what that term's called. We'll look it up. Me to Jamie. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. I feel like we're not too far off from, like, having a couple more. I know we've got a couple more guests that want to come on. Mm-hmm. We've got some interested folk as far as that goes. I know that we aren't too far off as far as, like, cash flow at work and because we can always at some point we'll get the construction company to sponsor us so that we can start you know affording a little bit more we Mm -hmm. just have to get a little more cash flow through the company to be able to write that off because that'd be an easy write-off yeah and just dump even if it's like five or ten grand a year into the company just to buy like pay somebody to come film each episode for us and do the work or do you know what i'm saying just something random who knows yeah we could work it out I know, buddy, we're on a, we're officially on like a NASCAR car. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. No, huh? no. So I have a friend who I served in the Navy with in Washington, and he, he hit me up, and he he's like a, I'm not exactly sure if I'm explaining this right, but it's, to me, it's kind of like semi-pro NASCAR, kind of like like minor leagues well and there's different types because there's also like drag racing with like roadsters where it's like a smaller vehicle there's all kinds of like that's what remember ant who used to work for me yeah they used to do this thing with like drag racing cars where it's not like a vehicle but it's more like a souped up go-kart yeah where i know you're talking about you know what i'm talking about so he he hit me up and he was like hey man i'm looking for like ad spaces on my car and he's like you don't even you don't have to you know like pay for it. He's like, I like the podcast and I want, he, I think he was trying to get veterans too, like veteran companies or veteran associated things. Yeah. Cause he's, he's still active duty and he still races, which kind of, that kind of blows my mind how he finds the time to do that. And he just wanted us on there. And I, I hope we can find time to go up there for a race. I think that would be oh, sick. Lord. 
What's his name? Give him a little shout out, man. He did, uh, he's Perkins. The, Perkins. Scotty. Scotty Perkins. Scotty Perkins. What? What? What's his um? We need to get more information as far as like what his race car number is and like what channels and stuff they do their stuff on, so we can start promoting them a little heavier. Yeah, giving people maybe he can get yeah. a couple views on TV or he something. Was like, hey, because I was like, hey man, we'll definitely like hit a pod with you because he's not like famous or like crazy for nothing. But give me a second. Go and use a restroom. There you go. I got it. He's active duty and he has time to like race. He played hockey. I'm not sure if he still does, but if you're active duty and you have time to race cars and like play hockey that's crazy to me because i don't know how you could do anything outside of just like working and one or two other things but kind of back on to the auditing thing for me i i feel like i've been slacking to just be accountable with myself and like you guys i've definitely been slacking when it comes to like my personal development and like my physical health with like fitness and even, like, growing the pod. And it's been a challenge for sure going from, like, being in the military and being a single guy for pretty much most of the time and only being able to focus on myself and having so much time to focus on myself. Going from that to being back home, having to, like, navigate a new career, having to be around family, having to spend, not that I have to, but being slightly obligated to spend time with family and stuff like that. And it's been slightly overwhelming and I'm still, it's been like almost a full year and like still kind of getting used to that and having to like coach baseball too, which takes up a lot of time, which I enjoy, but having to like navigate that and really like balance it. Like we talk about Grand Theft Auto all the time, how you ever played it, how the side quests go crazy, how you might have this crazy main mission, but you got this side quest you got to complete and it just throws everything off. And uh, for me, I feel like the last year, my life has just been, like, riddled with side quests all the time. And it's kind of on me for not being a little more, uh, like, dedicated to the main mission or, like, the main couple missions. But I think, like, auditing, having, like, an audit with myself last night, I think now I have a little more keys and a little more, like, se- like self-made secrets to, like, stick to the main mission way more or, like, the main two, three missions, like, way more. <laughs> Cause I feel like talking about auditing. Yeah. I was talking about how kind of weird that the audience heard, but not you, but like kind of how kind of, I was accountable with myself last night thinking like, it's not a good excuse, but kind of being in the Navy for the last couple of years, not having to worry about anyone but myself all the time and having to kind of get used to balancing like a lot of shit recently. I've kind of made excuses to myself, made excuses for other things and not like really dialed in as much as I think I can. And uh, just kind of being like accountable for myself, kind of like looking at myself in the mirror and be like, Hey man, like you're not doing, not being too hard on myself, but being real with myself. Well, and seeing part of that growth process that we were talking about where you do get lonely, you have to do a lot more of that because you don't have as many figures around you to kind of support you. Which hear me out when you're at a low point, you don't really have anybody to support you as it is. Because those people aren't supporting you. They're just there because it's a good time. Yeah, 100%. And so when you do get in a progression season and you start, like, notice how small our circle is. And it's because we're working hard every day. If we were partying every day, we'd have a lot more friends. 
Yeah. I promise you. Everybody would. We'd have a lot of chicks trying to hang around us. We'd be doing whatever. You know what I mean? It'd just be the reality of it. Yeah. And so when you start really thinking about it, it's like we're we're on such a small circle because no one wants to come around and do all this work. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't have but two or three people you surround yourself with, it's easy to get like caught up in the fucking like trans of it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's easy to get, how do I put it, like disengaged with the goal in a way yeah. because it's like it's only a few of us so it's easy to stray off the path because the path is so thin because right now we're walking a fine line yeah you know what i mean because i was talking about i was kind of compa- i don't know if you heard but i was comparing it to like gta with like the yeah. side the side quest yeah and like it's i think they were like onto something in a weird way because obviously the game has like kind of inappropriate and a little like gory but something about like the the side quest bro it's like they're life is full of side quests it's GTA is more like real life. Like, oh, your tires are 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 uh, balding. Like, go get yeah. your t- but you got to go get flooring. Go get yeah. your tires changed. You and know, then like the flooring quest. store closes, so yeah. like you can't go get it till the next day. Yeah. And then like somebody else is mad because you. It's like always, and then I feel like the older you get, so true. the more and more it gets like that. Like this last year has been crazy with side quests. I'll say that this last year has probably been like the the most up and down year I've ever had in my life. Yeah. As far as just highs and lows. Some of the lows were super low. And then like some of the highs were like the best points of my young life. Yeah. Like I'll give you an example of some of the highs, like coaching, like in the world series and like some of those games. Yeah. Or like winning our little fall ball tournament or like making new, making new connections and like seeing, Cause like in the meet, uh, like the company's probably been our low point this year, just because of how tough it's been with the economy mm-hmm. and like with just the overall spending amount and the profit and the margins. It's probably been the low point of this year, but like even then, throughout the year, there's still been like high points, you know, which is crazy because it's like even though we aren't doing the best, we're learning a lot. We're working together, and it's like I always look at the big picture, and I'm like, I would have paid thousands of dollars to work with my two buddies, yeah, back in the day. So like. Even if we're breaking even, I'm not paying for it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like there's like this weird fine line between like satisfaction and like comfortability and then also being like content, mm-hmm. you know, because like I feel like satisfaction is good, but you just can't, you can't get content even though you have like that satisfaction because I like where we're at, but we also can't get content because mm-hmm. that's where we're at. It's and, so hard to balance. You know what I mean? It's so, like one thing I've struggled with this year is gratitude, like bad. I recognize it and I've been trying to work on it and it's still fucking like hard to be grateful. And that's, it's, it's such a tough thing to, to be grateful, but also not get complacent because when you're grateful, you're basically saying everything is good. Right. Yeah. But then to still have the drive, it's feel like not everything's not good though. Yeah. Cause and, when you're not complacent, things aren't okay yet. Yeah. So it's very, it's a fine, it's like a balance. It definitely is a balance beam because it, there's like, where, where do you find the, the drive to still stay goal oriented, but also understand that like things are good Yeah. and like things can be like, cause I feel like as soon as things are good, you want to enjoy them because like things aren't always good. Yeah. So it's like, you, you really want to eat those moments up because it's like, you know how you hear people say like the good old days. So I, I want to I want to be in the good old days. I don't want us to look back and say those were the good old days. I want to know the good old days when I'm in them. Yeah. Like I used to tell myself that and it's funny because I actually can't football is what made me think like start kind of being more 
thought like my thought oriented around that if you want to say because i remember 2019 lsu mm-hmm. man i knew it right during it like that the first couple games when we played like texas i think week two mm-hmm. i was like these are going to be the good old days yeah. and like we kept winning and winning and winning like beat bama was like yeah this is this is the good yeah. old days like don't don't take this shit for granted yeah and so i think that was the first time in my life i ever was like okay recognize the good old days if you can recognize the good old days before you understand that those were the good old days mm-hmm. then you can enjoy life so much more but you also like you said there's you cannot get complacent in that zone because it's yeah. so easy to get satisfied especially and i know this sounds crazy but like when the world's kind of chaotic it also like makes things harder to it's hard to be grateful whenever there's you feel like you're in chaos well, and it's very deflating from like, take it from somebody like me's perspective where it's like, you're trying to run a construction company and like, you can't make any money because gas diesel is five bucks a gallon. Material prices are 300% more expensive than they were whenever Trump was in office. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just going to, and I'm not saying like, oh, Trump was in office. I'm saying because a, a two by four, when Trump was in office, that was eight foot was 99 cents. Yeah. Right now it's like 399, 499. That's a 500%, 400% increase. Yeah. Whether you like Trump or not. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not, that. it has nothing to do with who you fucking like. It has everything to do with how the economy was. Yeah. And the economy was great for people like me who had a business around your margins we could charge an, a customer less than we charge them now and make 5, 10, 20% more margin on those jobs. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, everything, bro, everything. Like a piece of laminate floor that I can tell you firsthand, like this laminate we used to buy for 260 270 a square foot is now like 350 360 a mm-hmm. square foot. It's gone up a whole dollar. And it's like that's an 80% increase on the price. Yeah. Well, not an 80, but that's like a 20% increase on the price right But, there. like, in the moment, like, two, three years ago when you had, like, your, what was it? Like, your first year was your best year, right? Or, like, second year? First year was our best year, which is crazy because most of the time your first year is, like, your worst year. Yeah. You know what I mean? But were you thinking, like, two, three years from Absolutely now, your, mar- not. your margins were going to be kind of no, shit? We spent all of our money, bro. But yeah. at the same time, we grew the company from, like, a very, like, we went from a handyman service to a full-blown construction company, mm-hmm. which was, you know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, you, you take things. It takes money to, to grow, and it takes money to get to those things. Because when it was just me and, like, a couple other guys, and we were just doing some small jobs, and we were kind of turning houses over, but it would take us two to four, six months sometimes, that's not a full-blown remodeling company. And then I'll always credit Ant, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. That dude came in and really, like, progressed Williamson construction services to what it is right now because mm-hmm. without him we would have never got to where we're at where we understood what time meant and how valuable the the time was mm-hmm. because he he would man I've never met a motherfucker like him just a go-getter where he would wake up he worked he did work the military job too he was active military that blows my mind that he did that he was active military yeah. and he was a, like a more or less a foreman on my job and so he would run the crew, lead the crew. He had a nice size truck so he could pull the trailer if he needed to. Like everything, everything was perfect. And like he just didn't have the time for it, which is understandable. Yeah. And like you can't knock him. I wish he would. I wish he didn't have to go. He was the best employee I've ever had. No offense to any yeah. of y'all. He was yeah. just a freaking animal. He had experience that in that. And yeah. And he also had. You know how some people like. You know how I am. How I just have it have that like nick where it's like you put me in a situation and i can figure it out Mm -hmm. and i don't have to you like i can look at you and y'all will come to me and be like tiro what do we do right here 
And even whenever he, so y'all are like, I cannot get this piece in or like this piece of flooring. And you, I can come over there and one, one tap. I'm like, got it in and cue Man, I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? He had that. Yeah. That little, that little, I don't even know what you call it, but just that little bit of know-how where like nothing was too much. Mm-hmm. There was never a challenge too big. He could always figure it out. And so when we started doing like, man, there was a point where we flipped over like three houses in like two months and we made like almost a hundred grand in like two months. Shit. And that was after we had done all that money, like turning houses over to start whenever the hurricane first hit and you're helping with tarp and roofs and you're doing all this other stuff, a quick cash demolition, just clearing people's yards. You can go right around with a trailer and a dump trailer and make money. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, I'll clear your yard for a thousand dollars. Send you a little invoice. You give it to your insurance company, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Boom. Done. People will do that. And so you do 50 yards like that. You just made 50 grand today. So like that was our hurricane Ida hitting was by far our, and that being our first year, that was just luck, right? You can't plan that. That just happens. But that was by far our best year. And we spent all of that profit to, like, think about it. We got the big work trailer, all the tools inside of it. Think it's like it's a full-blown mobile workshop. That thing's probably an $80,000 investment altogether. Yeah. When you start really, like, adding all the tools up and, like, the trailer alone was, like, fifteen grand, And then you start looking at, like, the pieces of wood, the benches we built in there. I mean, it's not cheap. No. The storage containers, the cabinets. Takes money to make money, but that was some of the best investments I've ever made because, like I said, we we wouldn't be where we're at right now if it wasn't for that, you know? Yeah. There's no way we'd be where we're at, so. Kind of back on, like, the, like, gratitude thing, it's so funny. It's, It's frustrating because I've been there, like, We've all been there where you think, like, damn, man, like, I really miss that. Even though in the moment you were like, dude, that shit sucked. But, yeah. like, for me, I feel like a lot of my time in the military is like that. Staying in that patio is one of those moments for me. In the what? When just, like, um, a small moment. Remember when we stained that patio in, like, the middle of the summer? Oh, yeah. When it was, like, 120 degrees and we were on the scaffold 20 feet up in the I don't air. know. I don't miss that. I, think <laughs> I don't miss that. I remember, well, when you look back at it, though, and you're like, you see the job finish, you're like, mm. We did that. Yeah. That's what it is for me. It's not always like missing it because you don't miss it, but it's the satisfaction of like on the flip side of like seeing the results of what you did mm-hmm. is like worth the hard work and the effort kind of well, correlates. Dope, like effort, effort drives dopamine. Like whenever they, people talk about how people don't want to do anything anymore. It's because we're so used to like the cheap shit. We're so used to like the TikTok, the, and we all cheap do it. Dopamine. I do it. You Scroll. do it. But like effort Scrolling is like the worst thing for your brain because it it desensitizes you to actual happiness because we think this is our source of happiness and your brain's triggered to go back to it. How Mm -hmm. many times you just naturally open your phone and like bing, 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 and you're on on the reels? All the time. Like it's bad. I know that kind of like golf. That's why I like golf too because how many times will you check like TikTok or Instagram when you're golfing? None. None. Or your phone, period. I might check it like if I can see it and like I see a text pop up, I might text it, but that's a, or check it. That's about it. See, I'm one of those people though, and they're, not everybody's like us with that though, bro. Because like, okay, and I'm not talking shit about it, but like, look at Q. Q's really bad about like having to be uh, stimulated. Yeah. And like, he'll check his phone on the golf course. I'm not knocking it. 
But yeah. like, there's people who even in moments when, okay, look at us at work. I don't check my phone at work. I don't even think to like check my, unless we're taking a break mm-hmm. and then I'll check my phone. But like, if I'm working, that's not something that goes through my head. But for some people that is yeah. like the stimulation, even when they're getting stimulated, I'll be saying that sheetrock can be really, really focused on what's going on around me. And so that's not anything in my realm. I'm really bad about even answering my phone. I really need an assistant to like pick up phone calls whenever I'm busy. And like, mm-hmm. can't, you know what I'm saying? There's so many moments where I get a call and I just can't take it because, or I don't feel it in my pocket or I leave my phone in the trailer because I'm doing work, which again, hopefully in the near future, we can like talk more about you know, our future plans are like where we're headed and I won't have to be, I'll be more, be able to answer the phone, but you know how it is, bro. Like, but there's some people that really get, they check their phone in the middle of sand and and it's like, how, Mm -hmm. how do you, how does that go through your brain? Yeah. And I, I I don't, I, I'm not going to say I don't get it because I kind of get it because there'll be times where like, I'm just sitting, not doing anything. I'm like, might as well just scroll Yeah, because I, for us, I know our feed is full of a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And I I think I learn a lot and I can get a lot of nuggets throughout the day from social media. But also, again, that's how it works. It knows that the that's algorithm. what's going to keep me on. Yeah, that's the algorithm. Yeah. And that's that's Based a way. what you send to people and what you get sent to you and what you yeah. let, what you Even replay. what you watch. The stuff you watch for this, like yeah, longer. Versus what you scroll or if you let it play two to three times. versus Because I'll watch some of the motivational ones two to three times sometimes to like really understand the message yeah. like let it sink in my brain and I yeah. can't help it it's just what happens because I'm addicted to like that and that's like probably my best trait is I'm addicted to progression I think yeah. like I'm addicted to that that I'm addicted to having that like dog in me mm-hmm. that something about it just makes me feel like the man mm-hmm. and I love that feeling yeah of just being the guy I like like the um like that like funk type music whenever there's like a gym video where it's like David Goggins and like Ronnie Coleman. Stay hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. they just flash that shade. Lightweight. Yeah. Lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like, Hey, yeah. you're not doing Fire it. Fire me up. You're not doing Fire it. Fire me up. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be times where when I'm in the gym, like really, really consistently, because I'll get to the point where I go, no matter if I feel like shit, when I'm really dialed in, bro, I'll be feeling like shit and I have to go and I'll play like that type of stuff. And, I won't even like listen to music. I'll be listening to like motivational videos on like YouTube and not even like watching it, but just like listening because it something about it just drives me. And I'm, if it doesn't, I feel like it's nothing will, you know? And sometimes because motivation is temporary. What is, what is it like? Discipline is really what you need. Yeah. Motivation is temporary. It's like motivation, an emotional yeah. state. That's like a dopamine drop. Yeah. But discipline doesn't require any emotion. Yeah. Any dopamine, anything but the fact that you just want to get after it. And I think kind of back on, kind of like circle back what I was talking about earlier, is I think shedding I, so put expect, I put expectations on like the year out of like the military that my life would be like way better, like mentally, not necessarily. Because I knew it, being doing what we're doing with like everything, with like work, even like the pod, like everything. I, I knew it would be like more of a long game. But mentally, I feel like I'd be really content by this point, and I'm just not. Yeah. And I think putting, like, the expectation on, like, an end point from, like, a year is kind of why I'm like, damn, dude, I don't feel, uh, like, I don't want to say happy because I think that's a bad word, but, like, I don't feel like I thought I would feel, like, this time last happy year. Happy something. So, like, 
it's not happy. A happy is not a good word. Happy should be something you seek. No, and that's not really what I mean either. It's more like, because this time last year, bro, I was like not like content. okay. Let's let's pause for a second. What do you really seek at the end of the day? Like purpose. No, I'm talking about like when you lay down at the end of the night. What's like? What do you like? What emotion do you seek the most that would make you sleep the best? Uh, I feel like I don't seek an emotion. I think I seek not even seek it, but what helps? Like what what state of mind helps you sleep the best? Mm. Okay, weird example, right? Like the gun. No, I- not an example. I'm talking about so like okay. So what is that gun on jamming? What would you consider that? Like, I was struggling with it, bro, because I felt so stupid that I couldn't figure it out. Like, it wouldn't go, and I was looking up videos, and no one... It's kind of like a weird gun, so there's not a lot of, like, information so like, about it. satisfaction of progression. Being proud. Yeah, but, like, the that feeling when I finally, like, got that little mechanism unstuck, and I could get the slide back and get the round out, was like, ah, so, like, fuck, thank God, because so it was stressing say, me the fuck out that I... I felt stupid that I couldn't get it. Yeah. And it was like, it's like hitting a wall, like hitting a brick wall and like knowing like it's got to, it's got to break. It's got to break and be like, there's no way. But like, I feel like it's gonna. Okay. And then so, it just finally did. And I so was like, satisfaction of progression. Yeah. Or like the, the, the moment of like proud. Yeah. So like happiness isn't what you seek. No. Hell and it no. shouldn't be. So like, okay. At the end of the night when you lay down, so like let's fast forward. You got kids. Are you going to be, like, when you lay down at the end of the night, you're not going to want to feel happy because happiness is temporary. Yeah. Sadness, temporary. Everything else is really not comparable to the feeling of, like, being proud of what you accomplished that day. Whether that was bringing the kids to school and, like, accomplishing a goal. Because at the end of the day, all that you really have is what you what you can pass down to your children, long term. What you can pass down, whether that's like what you give them mentally, because I plan on giving my kids more mentally than I do physically. Yeah. And I think that that's something to be emphasized, especially in today's day and age, because I feel like people focus more on what they can give their kids physically rather that's than like, like the, the game they can put their the kids sauce on. Compared to like yeah, the juice, juice, juice yeah. is yeah. Because so, money, money can be squandered. Money is juice. Money yeah. is money is juice is temporary, but yeah. sauce, sauce is forever, bro. Yeah, like and how, so, how yes. you treat people, how you handle relationships, how you like overcome things. Because here's the thing: is if you've got sauce, you can always make juice. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, you get that's just that's just the name of the game, bro. Yeah. So like, when we really start breaking it down, at the end of the day, you're not seeking happiness. So like, that doesn't need to. If you're not happy, that doesn't matter. And you need, and that shouldn't be a worry of yours. You're not going to be happy. But are you proud of your effort? Mm-hmm. Are you proud of what you accomplished? Are you, and like you said, when you audit, figuring out what's progressing me, what's not. And then from that point, taking it a step further and saying like, okay, I might not be where I'm at, but I know my, by auditing my life, I know I'm on the right path. And even though I'm not happy tonight, I'm satisfied with what I accomplished today. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you're not going to be happy when you go destroy your body at the gym no but when you go to bed that night you're going to be ha- you're going to be proud of the fact that you accomplished going to the gym yeah. that day so proud is better than happiness yeah fuck yeah so and that's why i say like i wouldn't i wouldn't say happiness right there i would say 
proud is definitely the goal at the end of the day. Because I might not go to bed happy about my situation, but I do go to bed proud of where I'm at. Yeah. And proud of what I'm doing. And proud of like the amount of effort I put into the people around me. I think, I think that's the most important thing because you should, you're not always going to be happy in your relationship, happiness, and even like happiness with your family, happiness in your relationship, happiness <laughs> in your work life, happiness. Yeah. That's all going to fade. But are you proud of the amount of effort you're putting into your family life? Are you proud of the amount of effort that you're putting into your job? Are you proud of the amount of effort that you're putting into the podcast? Are you proud of the amount of, you know what I'm saying? That's what really matters. Cause yeah, like the pod might not be where we're at. We might not be happy with the results we've gotten, but we're only 16, 17, 18 episodes in. But long term, when you start thinking about it, it's like, are we proud of the amount of effort we put in? Yes. Look at how far we've come as far as even though it's just a dollar thing, look at all the equipment that we've been able to get. Mm-hmm. Look at how far we've come as far as our studios come. Look at like the lo- the big picture of things. And you start we're seeing we're seeing steady it's slow but like steady growth like viewer viewership wise too. What do they call it? I forget what Pitbull says it. He's like, uh, oh god, it's a three hundred five. No, no, this isn't the one. I forget how you say it, but it's like pasa corta vita larga, and it's like small steps, long vision. Mm. Or so, I forget what it is. I'll have to do some research on it. But like that's a it's a really good it's basically saying like and he you've seen the the TikTok of it. He's basically talking about like dope money comes quick and leaves quicker. Mm-hmm. Like there's quick money and then there's like a long term vision where you're like not because you can have same thing goes like you can go buy the nicest car on the lot. You can go get that new Corvette. I could you know what I'm saying that that's yeah. you know, I want the new Corvette. I well, could go buy like that a, new Corvette or I could go buy two rental properties and put two down deposits mm-hmm. or I could go buy five rental properties and use the five rental properties to buy my Corvette. Mm-hmm. It's just about perspective and it's about long-term vision because long-term vision, you use the rental properties to pay for your vet. So you don't have to pay for the vet. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's like you have to meet sir. you can't, but if you just go and blow that money, short-term visions end up as a long-term failure. Yeah. So, and that's why I say like, again, earlier, that kind of, it doesn't exactly correlate, but it's kind of that, I feel, falls into that realm of, like, communicating is key. Don't trade short-term uncomfortability. Even with yourself, too, because I know you mean with other people, but yeah. even, like, with yourself. Don't trade short-term uncomfortability, like, loneliness or, like, because it doesn't even always have to apply into a relationship necessarily. But don't uh, don't let long short-term uncomfortability set on long-term dysfunction because it's not worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth taking that little short-term, short-term L, if you want to call it, even if it means like you're going through a season of unhappiness, it's worth taking that short-term L in order to stay on that long-term win. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Cause that's part of the highs and the lows. Cause like I said, if you quit when you're down, you're never, you got a hundred percent chance of failure. Yeah. hundred percent. So it's like the boat thing. We yeah. talked about like the further you launch back, yeah. the further, like the more that you step back to launch yourself, the more you can. But see, here's the thing is that, like, it's all about equipping an arrow. And I, I know that sounds goofy, but, like, it makes no fucking point to rear back and to, like, okay, yeah, you might be down in the dumps. But if you aren't setting that arrow up on the whole, if you're not putting the arrow on the string and dr- when it's drawing back, you're not going to launch. You've mm-hmm. got nothing to shoot. You're just going to, you know, you'll flat out. Mm-hmm. You might get back to minimum, you know, here, but you're not going to take off. You have to have an arrow. You have to have a plan. An arrow is a plan. An arrow is like a goal. Mm-hmm. An arrow is 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 something to accomplish. Whether that's like for us, is 
turning over more houses a, a, in a in a year. You know, like how many houses can we flip in a year? You know, and that's just and that's business. How many pods can we put out? How many viewers can we get? That's our arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything, because it doesn't matter if we put pods out, no matter how much we pull that string back. Like regardless of viewerships, are we still putting out good content? Yes. Are we still like yes. consistently pushing? Yes, in? we have to have the arrow. Yeah. And so like you, you can, you know, the further down you go, the less viewers you get, the more likely we are to yeah. take off whenever something does hit. Because I'm just, and it's just a, that's a nature of attraction, right? If you're putting in effort, you will attract that same, you know. Yeah. That same level of, man, is it getting cold in here or am I tripping? No, I think you're tripping. But that's that same level of just, you know, nature of attraction, law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in that. I think I had like a cool, a cool trip. I think going to see my brother and uh, with, with respect, hopefully he's, I don't know if he listens to the pie. Hopefully he listens to it. But like, if you do listen, like this is with love, right? But my brother, he's kind of, he's, early 20s right he's only 22 and he's struggling to figure out who he who he is right and i can tell that he's kind of going through a extremely lonely phase and he doesn't want to party he doesn't want to do all that stuff with certain people but being in the military it can be tough to find people who aren't partying and aren't doing stuff because work can get so stressful that the best way to de-stress is just party like drink do all that stuff right not many people like grind in the gym. Not many people focus on bettering themselves because it's hard to be able to do that and still deal with like the stress of the military. Like when you get off of a six month deployment, bro, the last thing you want to do is like get on like a gym grind or get on like a type of grind. You want to just like, it's not fun. You want to just no, let loose. You want to just go crazy because yeah. you've been cooped up. Give like vacation and like spend yeah. some of your leave time or like your extra cash that you saved <laughs> up type deal. Yeah. Yeah. And he, He's got five. I went to visit him in Japan and he's got like five months left there. And we had a lot of t- a lot of conversations about because I've been there. I've been like 22 in the military, kind of like struggling to find my group, struggling to find people who are on a good path. And I was like, hey, bro, like, don't feel like you have to hang out with those people just to have friends. Yeah. Like embrace the loneliness. And those same people will float around. Yeah. They will start to come around because they'll be like, oh, he's not into that shit. Yeah. So then, boom, now you find your group. And sometimes, I think now deep into my 20s, and I feel like you might feel like this way if you've ever thought about this, but one thing I've really start to notice is that I don't think we will have many people to come into our lives and kind of be there for us. I think it's the opposite. I think now we're at a point where we're like those people for other people, especially like dudes, right? Like my brother like being having a conversation saying like, Hey bro, don't be afraid to just put your head down and grind. Even like whether you're staying in the military, whatever you're doing, like don't be afraid to go to the gym every single day after work. Don't be afraid to like learn something. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to do something different that all your friends aren't doing because they'd rather go drink or they'd rather go like blow their money or like go to the strip club, do whatever. Not that they're doing that, but we had a conversation where he he's going with the flow. And when you go with the flow, you you're a slave to the flow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if you're lonely, I think it's, you learn a lot about yourself because you you can't learn about yourself. If you're under the influence of other people's opinions and other people's like motives, you know, when he's young too, bro. Yeah. Like I feel like in a situation 
like his. You have to be more understanding of like you're in a weird spot. You're in a weird time in your life. You're in a weird situation. Nothing that you are doing is going to correlate with what 22-year-olds are doing. So yeah. you're naturally going to not align with people your age. So you take all those things into consideration. You have to really play the long-term game with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I stand by the idea of if he's committed to what he's doing as far as like the military than staying in. But if that's not what he enjoys and that's not where his if he feels like that's pulling taking away from his life, then getting out. Yeah. I don't I'm not a believer in, oh, I'm just doing this to retire. I mm-hmm. think that's stupid. No, bro. That's why I got out. I think that's stupid and I think that's ignorant. And I think when you're fifty years old and you look back and you you look at your life and you're not happy with the level of progression that you had throughout it. I'm not going to really feel bad for those people mm-hmm. because everybody has a moment in their life in their twenties where they have routes they can go. Right. And you can choose whatever route is going to make you the happiest or not even the proudest, mm-hmm. right? The most proud. What makes you the proudest person of you? Cause like I said earlier, happiness shouldn't be what you're seeking. It should be satisfaction of progression, mm-hmm. AKA being proud. So if I'm proud of the, my effort levels every day, whether that's, coaching my team and trying to start a company because we can look back and say, oh, it might have failed or this happened and this didn't work out or this happened and this or it, it worked out. We made all this money, but I'll always be proud of what I tried. Yeah. The I don't know if I ever told you about the the Theodore Roosevelt quote, quote the man in the arena. No. It's like a poem quote. We need to get that in here somewhere. Pretty much talks about how like all the critics, all the people watching in the stands, they will always say what they want to say. But like they are not the man in the arena. Mm-mm. They're not the man like making the decisions. Like, bro, people could in the limelight. At the end of the day, yeah. you're not the guy in the light, and that's it's, the real the real reason why you're hating. It's because you're not the guy under the show in the main light. So eat like people. We haven't gotten like true hate from the pod yet from people watching because I don't think we're big enough yet. Mm-mm. But any anybody can say like, oh, this is stupid. What you guys is stupid, or this setup is stupid. What you guys talk about is stupid. But like, I don't see you doing it. I don't I see you. I stopped giving a shit about what people say a good while ago. Yeah. And so I've had people call my construction company, like a little handyman's company all the way down to like being called a bum with mm-hmm. who, who swings a hammer. You but know? like, look so, at what they do. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's I'm, I'm also making my own schedule and making my own rules and do making enough money to provide. And that's all that really matters to me. Yeah. So who's really winning? Yeah. You know, and that, that's one thing I told my brother too that because he's like he's not content with where he is, mm-hmm. but he's wasn't making any like changes to not be there. And I was like, bro, in, yeah, I I envy you because you're you don't see it, but you're in like a really cool place to do something cool, and you that could be whatever you want it to be. Because when you're 22, it doesn't seem like it when you are 22. So much freedom. You have so much freedom. You have so much. You have a lot more energy than you realize you have. You have a lot more paths available to you, too. Yeah. And I, like there's like 75 brick roads you can go down versus like the older you get, the more they'll shrink. Yeah. And the lesser more the lesser available to you timeline wise. Yeah. Because he's even he's, creeping up on 30. I noticed that like we're losing opportunities every in, single day, every every day. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is also like if we went to those same opportunities i feel like if we would ever have to sit there and tell somebody we need a job it'd be pretty easy to get a job like hey i help scale and 
progress a construction company for three years of profitability before it went under during the, you know, let's say it went under during inflation 2025, say the economy keeps getting worse, Mm -hmm. you know, just, and you say, fuck it, we're going to file bankruptcy and start something new. Mm -hmm. That's still a better job resume than saying I went to college for four years. Yeah. Uh, I will always stand by that. Hey, I started up, owned, filed taxes, you know, had insurances, scaled, progressed, ran. That's way more of a flex than saying I went to school for four years. You could be a manager like anywhere you wanted, just yeah, about pretty much. Because they'll right see you manage, you manage people, money, equipment. Yep. Like that's like oh shit! Like this is exactly the manage. guy we want. Yeah. He, we're gonna make him a foreman right off the jump. And yeah. It's like okay, well now you go into a new job and you be the top of your crew and yeah. you're the youngest guy there. And that's why. That's why I don't feel afraid of like taking risk at this point mm-hmm. in my life. I don't have a family, which is a way easier. Yes, but like absolutely, I have no kids. That changes the game. Yeah, I have, I have, I have like my military experience to go back onto, and I, I think people see that depends, right? But like people see that as like a college degree on steroids, from like the leadership, yeah, and like the equipment handled, money handled, or like value of equipment handled, like the leadership aspect of it. I'm, I'm not afraid to like start from zero. I'm not afraid to Never. be like, okay. Let's like ground up, go like lose everything, have to start it all over again. It wouldn't be too a big of a like, no, nah, it wouldn't be afraid in a way. I think that'd be like a cool challenge. Yeah. It'd be kind of like stressful as fuck, but it would be fun. Like if someone gave us $500 and took everything else away, yeah. like 500 bucks in a phone, I could probably make it work. That would, I'm not I saying that we should crazy, do it, but I could, I could probably, if you gave me $500 in a phone, I could probably start a, a construction company over and within like two years, have it exactly where it's at right now. Yeah. Cause you've done it before. Yeah. That's what's, that's like the difference between like juice and sauce that we yeah. talked about, like the, in like levels, like when you level up to 10 and you went every single level yes, and you get you know, knocked back yeah. to one. It's easy to get back to 10. Yeah. But you if you start at like eight and you get 10 and then you got to go back to one, it's like, oh shit, I yeah. got to figure out one Fuck. through seven. It's like cheat codes, right? Yeah. Like if in like video games, whenever you get to that point and you die, you go back to the checkpoint. You know, you should. There's no reason you should die again before before you, that where you get died to where before. you died. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even if it was tough, right? Even if you got lucky, you're like, okay, we got lucky because of this, and like I know, know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think we're about out of time, bro. Yeah, I was about to say we're of like over an hour for sure. I think for me, the what I want to end on is like I audited with myself, and I talked about that the whole time, kind of. But, like, staying disciplined, because I think I've lost it the past couple months. And it's not even other people's fault. It's not outside things' fault. It's, like, me have been, like, my own, not worst enemy, but being my own enemy in a way. And, like, having to, like, channel, like, that dog mentality within myself. Because I've I've gotten complacent, and it's no one's fault but my own. Me too, bro. I'm not going to act like look at me right now. Yeah. Sprawled out. Complacent's easy to get. We just got to get back on our hustle, back on our grind. Yeah. I noticed, and I'll finish on this, of like how important having a good circle around you is. For example, you went and worked out yesterday, and when you texted me you were going to work out, or it might have been the day before, it just naturally in my head I was like, okay, I got to go lift weights. I can't let them get too much bigger than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like as goofy as that sounds, it's like there's a natural drive within us to like stay competitive with the people around us. So because you worked out, I worked out. Yeah. And 
<laughs> I think I'll, I know that's. I'm just yeah. gonna. That's how I want to end the pod. Is that's why it's so important to have such a t- a tight knit circle around you that does progressive stuff because naturally when they're doing good things for themselves, it promotes you doing the same good things for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'll just kind of end it on that. You know. Yeah, like the one thing I would say too to anyone like watching that it could be like one person, two, three, it doesn't matter. It's better to be, to put your head down and be alone and like focus on yourself, focus on your grind, whatever it is, than put yourself in a position to be compromised by people who have a different, a different path or a different, um, things that are going to like take away from your grind. Yeah. Because it's your life, bro. It's your life. And there's only one person that's got to be satisfied with it at the end. Yeah. That's it. So make the right choices and do the things that make you feel proud. Not and, mad, not happy, not, not, you know, anything make, do the things that make you feel proud. Yeah. Proud of how you feel at the end of the day. When you can sleep, when you put your head down at the end of the night, you know, you gave your best effort, best foot forward. Life is only going to get harder and the side quests are only going to get more frequent and more intense. Yep. Like yesterday, I don't want to freaking like talk about it, but yesterday I got the weirdest two couple of days ago. The weirdest little, like, I don't know if you want to call, like, where, like, the devil will just kind of, like, put things from your past to see if you'll, like, revert or see if you're, like, good. Yeah. And, like. That's that's a thing, bro. And you just yeah. have to, like, stay on the path and just kind of, like, put your head down. Temptation is real. Yeah. I Not even temptation, but, like, um, there. I think there's a lot of tests in life from whatever you believe in, right? God, universe, whatever. Like there's, there's tests and there's things to see, okay, like I will, I'm going to give this back in your life, things that you overcame or things that you gave up to see if you really gave it up, you know? Yeah. And I think staying disciplined is kind of what keeps you like away from that. Facts. Kind of like alcoholics, right? When they revert back to whatever. Yeah. Not to ramble, but we're done for sure. You definitely got to stay on the path. Yeah. Stay the path. All right, podcastees, we appreciate y'all. This is T-Roy and... We are out. Heroic. Clear eyes, full heart. Can't lose, baby. Gone.